Since bread and water is so easily turned into tea and toast, there's always time to partake with a friend. I'm Jennifer Stowe from Three Sisters Tea Room. And I'm Julia Stowe from Blossom Arts. Sharing tea for a moment today because life is beautiful. Welcome to Tea and Toast. today and uh, I wanted to just say uh, it's a beautiful July day. Whoever thought we'd have balmy 80 degree days in July with very little humidity. It is beautiful and it was actually chilly this morning when I got up. Yes, I needed a blanket last night. It was, it was wonderful. 56 degrees in Tennessee in July. Who would have thought? But anyways, I'm glad we're getting together to talk today. And, and uh, So am I. What are you drinking today? Well, it's not tea. Today I'm drinking an iced coffee because it's July and it just is very fitting for a hot afternoon. Yes, me too. We'll both uh, take a, a little liberty here and have an iced coffee to enjoy our time together because we're actually going to be talking a little bit about coffee today and so it seems only fitting. It is very fitting. Yes, yes. But uh, as uh, some people know, we live on a working farm mm -hmm. and uh, primarily about 80 to 90% of what we serve in the tea room, we try to grow mm -hmm. or produce in some way on our farm. So right now is a really busy time for us in the garden and kind of a slow time for us in the tea room. We yes. scale back our events in July so that we can work in the garden and harvest our produce. Mm -hmm. And that's just been a real pleasure. Wouldn't you agree? It, it has been. It's some of my favorite days are spent out in the garden. Yes. And when I see those tomatoes and all of the peppers and the cucumbers and more zucchini than I think we've ever, ever had. had. <laughs> it's a real blessing. It so, is. Yes, it's just been a real pleasure. And you have been beautifying the tea room during this kind of slow time for the tea room by adding a beautiful backyard garden to the tea room. The beginnings of a beautiful backyard garden. Yes, you actually did it as a surprise for Mother's Day for me. Well, it was supposed to be a surprise, but then you came up and helped me because we have so much fun doing it together. <laughs> Indeed, it was a pleasure. We did find that it doesn't get quite as much sun as we thought. No, it doesn't. But hopefully everything will start doing well. And my favorite part about it is that so many of the plants are gifts from tea room guests. Isn't so that it's the a best? a friendship garden. It and I is love it. a friendship garden. I love that. And we also have two tea plants back there. Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. And the uh, oldest tea plant on our farm is thriving and bigger than it's ever been. So. Yes, so we actually have three tea plants total. And, oh, oh no, I take it back. We, we have, have five. five. I started some from seed, and they're doing pretty well. But the one that's very large is one you gave me yes. back before we even opened the tea room. And this was all sort of just a dream. Uh, and now it's almost as tall as I am it and, is very tall. Mm -hmm, and it's just beautiful so that's very I wonder when we we can call ourselves a tea plantation <laughs> five plants counts okay I think that works <laughs> but anyways well I was wondering what uh in the summertime we usually do stay close to the farm mm -hmm. where a lot of people travel and do a lot of fun things but um our seasons are a little different so do you have anything to share culturally well it is nice to stay close to the farm but it's also lovely to do some of our favorite things that we do through the winter inside, outside, and mm -hmm. one of those is reading. <gasps> yes. And reading with cups of tea in particular, mm -hmm. and it's lovely to uh, be able to sit outside and enjoy our books and tea together. So this year, you came up with a brilliant idea for <laughs> uh, having a very 
varied and unique book list to read through this summer. Mm -hmm. Because often I try to make summer book lists and they all end up being in the same theme or uh, too long, too short, any number of problems. Uh, but this year, each person in the family chose a book and put it up on our fireplace, which isn't being used all summer, right. so it was a good bookshelf. And everybody is going to read through each of those books through the summer. So we have a seven-book list that varies from uh, books on theology that Dad picked to favorite historical fiction books that my youngest sister picked. Mm -hmm. so. Yes, to uh, Hemingway and <laughs> Poe, yes. uh, Goldbug and Old Man in the mm -hmm. Sea. Yes, it's been a very eclectic list, and it's been a lot of fun. I especially enjoyed watching the book titles that each... Person it was a hard decision. <laughs> yes, it was a hard decision. And uh, being as there was only seven of us left at home, our list wasn't as long as it could have been, which I'm very glad for mm -hmm. because I've got a lot of reading to do. Yes. So <laughs> I have about three of the books started. So, oh goodness. Uh, yeah, well, I'm still trying to get through the first one. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, and, well, that's wonderful. And thank you for sharing that. that thank is, you for coming up with that idea. It really was just a kind of a spur of the moment. You had sent me a, 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 a list of ideas of how to create book lists. And yes. we were debating about whether to do a year of rereads. I still like that idea. Me too. And in fact, I am sort of doing that. That's true. We for our tea room book club, we reread first we have coffee. We mm -hmm. that was a longtime favorite of ours. We're currently rereading A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. So I am kind of doing a year of rereads, but in addition, this summer reading idea has just widened my reading horizon and I'm happy for that. And it's fun because um some of them are rereads for us because we all chose a book that That's was right. a favorite of ours, so we get to reread that one. That's right. That's right. Yes. Well, that's wonderful. So what are we going to be talking about today if it's not going to be tea? Hmm. Well, it is going to be tea, but what we're going to focus on, I get this question quite often. A lot of people come to me and say, I am a coffee drinker and I don't know where to start with tea. But I would like to give up my morning coffee and transition over to becoming mm -hmm. a tea drinker. And what tea should I drink? A lot of people hear a lot of news about green tea being so helpful. And it is. But if you are a coffee drinker, green tea is a, a tough... big change. Mm -hmm. It's a big change. So how does one get from coffee in the morning to a cup of tea in the morning and enjoy the health benefits that tea has mm -hmm. without... And, and, and maybe still enjoying some of the caffeine lift because mm -hmm. as we've talked about before tea has the caffeine theanine uh, symbiotic relationship so it elevates your um, alertness and your attention without giving you jitters or, or anxiety so tea is a good choice for the morning but what will replace coffee Coffee is a long... Hard to replace. It is hard to <laughs> replace. You're so funny. And we love coffee. We're yes. coffee drinkers. But coffee in the morning is usually a really long-standing ingrained mm -hmm. habit for a lot of people. So to make the change is admirable and it can be quite tough. So I do have a little plan of attack. And some people have really found this helpful and they found their morning tea beverage. So... One idea is that you can just replace your morning coffee with black tea. Mm -hmm. It's a one-for-one one change. If you drink your coffee with milk or cream and sugar, you can put that right in your black tea. 
Um, and it has caffeine. It has one of the higher amounts of caffeine, so you're still gonna get that morning lift. And it's an easy transition. But a lot of coffee drinkers say that black tea just leaves them flat. It's not quite robust enough. Mm -hmm. Even if you start your morning with a multi robust Assam Indian tea, it just doesn't have what they're looking for. Yes. Yes. Well, so often that first morning cup of coffee um, is almost like breakfast. You know, it's, uh, it's more nourishing than just a beverage. You're right about that. And part of that is what we call the mouth feel. And we're mm -hmm. going to touch on that a little bit more in just a minute. And that's part of the reason why black tea doesn't quite meet the um, needs of some coffee drinkers is because it just feels thin and watery mm -hmm. in their mouth, even if they put a little milk in it. So black tea is my first go-to, but if that doesn't work, I have a sort of progression that follows. <laughs> and the first one might surprise our, our um, listeners, and that is one called ginmaicha, which is a sencha green tea, a Japanese green tea, that is mixed with roasted rice. And this is one of our favorite green teas. Mm -hmm. I think we were drinking this and maybe even talked about it briefly on an earlier podcast. Yes, we do love this green tea. I have to confess that green tea is one of the hardest teas for me to brew properly and to enjoy fully, mm -hmm. but I do love my ginmaicha. And part of that is that roasted grain taste. And that's the flavor that some coffee drinkers are missing when they drink a black tea. Mm -hmm. So now we could try Ginmaicha, a green tea, loaded with the health benefits that people are interested in, but it has that roasted quality to it. Mm -hmm. The only problem with Ginmaicha is that, again, it doesn't have the mouth feel. It's a very thin tea, and you really cannot add milk or a sweetener to this tea. It, it just doesn't hold up to it. It's, um, it's not gonna enhance the flavor in any way. So if you can pick up your Ginmaicha, drink it, and then really enjoy it, oh, kudos to you, you found your new morning beverage. <laughs> Might be best for someone who's drinking their coffee black. Well, that's an interesting idea, because a lot of times just adding that milk or cream is habit and that beautiful mm -hmm. color that it creates and you know all these kind of warm cozy feelings that are attributed to the adding the cream where um, if you do drink your coffee black uh, you wouldn't miss the milk not yes. being in in the tea so ginmaicha is sort of the uh, opposite spectrum it's probably the furthest away mouthfeel uh, from coffee of all the teas I'm going to give you, and it's the most different. It's mm -hmm. you can't add the milk and sugar, and um, it's very very thin and light in your mouth. But it has one thing going for it: it is um, roasted grain taste, and that is kind of reminiscent of the coffee. So maybe if you're going for something completely drastically different, right? This would be a good tea to That's try. That's right. So, you know, there's different ways to switch. You want to keep similar, and, mm -hmm. and then you want to go opposite. And so, other than maybe matcha, which would be the absolute opposite. I think it might be hard to give up coffee for matcha every morning. I know. Although some people love it. I know. Um, but ginmaicha could be an option for yeah. somebody. So try that. Um, but if, if black tea didn't work, ginmaicha, green tea didn't work, uh, I have another couple of ideas. 
And the next one on the list is a favorite of yours and mm -hmm. um, some other people in the tea room, and that's Lapsang Souchong, which actually was a mistake that worked, and we, we probably talked about, talked about, about it that. Last this is uh, often referred to uh, by people, uh, myself included, as campfire tea. <laughs> it has a smoky pine flavor, and that's because it is roasted over pine wood, and it's a very strong flavored mm -hmm. tea. And if that isn't the biggest complaint that people say to me is there's just not enough flavor in tea. When <laughs> this tea will have flavor. That's right. This tea has the flavor. Coffee has a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. This tea has the flavor. It may not be the flavor you're expecting and it's certainly um, a unique flavor, but it's there and it also just is a kind of strong taste. Mm -hmm. So, try Lapsang Souchong, and the nice thing about this is, it is a black tea, it's got caffeine, and you can add milk or cream, and mm -hmm. you can add a sweetener to it. Very nice. In fact, I often <laughs> say that Lapsang Souchong, with a little cream and sugar, tastes like sausage that has touched the maple syrup <laughs> on a breakfast entree, because um, of the lapsang tastes like um, sweet smoky yeah, flavor. Yeah. yeah, it tastes like a smoked meat of yes. some kind. So a lot of people, this does the trick for mm -hmm. them for switching to coffee. Maybe not long term, but at least short term. Mm -hmm. It's so much flavor, so much unique flavor, um, and the milk and sugar can go right in it. Uh, but I still have some people that just can't stomach the taste of lap Lapsang Souchong. It is kind of a weird thing. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. It tastes like I'm drinking a campfire or a smoke and, you know, why do I want to do that? Or I often say I feel like I'm eating a roast beef sandwich as I'm drinking yes. that cup of tea. So uh, it is an acquired taste. So the last one that I suggest um, is one that I love. Do you like this one? I was just going to say, this one's also something of an acquired taste because I can drink a, a teacup of this, but it's not one that I really love. Wow. I do love it, and I can make a big mug of it and sip on it. I'd I like to be able to. <laughs> yes, and this one is called Pu'er. Some people say Pu'er. Some people say Pu'er. You'll hear it pronounced different ways. But Pu'er is an acquired taste. I will agree with you there. It is the only tea that is aged. Most tea you want to consume the year that it's been picked mm -hmm. and processed. It's just better, fresh. It's not like wine. It doesn't improve with age, but Pu'er does. There, this is an aged and fermented tea. It is, the, the tea leaves are kind of mashed and twisted and curled and juices are starting to release and then it's compressed under pressure. And formed into shapes like cakes mm -hmm. or little bird's nests or different mm -hmm. bricks or things like that. And so, and then it's left to age. And it's basically kind of uh, pre-digesting, decomposing, mm -hmm. um, you know, fermenting. Yes, so probably extremely healthful. It, it is. It has a lot of probiotics in it, and it is a very, very healthful tea for detoxification and, and a number of other properties. It is a dark tea. In fact, it doesn't even fall into the black tea um, category. It is its own category, dark, because it brews very dark. Mm -hmm. It also is 
very different than other black teas because of the way it feels in your mouth. It feels a lot like coffee. It has. It feels like your whole lips and uh, your whole tongue and, and cheeks are being coated with the tea. The flavor is all around your mouth, and it kind of it just lingers. Mm -hmm. And even though this isn't a tea I particularly like, I love that um, aspect of it. Yes. And definitely notice that every time I drink it, mm -hmm. that it has a much, almost creamier, even if you don't put cream in it, feel to the tea. That's a good point. It really does have a lingering creaminess to it without even putting any dairy in it or mm -hmm. milk alternatives. So, okay, so that's a good point, why it's similar to coffee. And the flavor. The flavor is a little different. It It's not necessarily sour, but it has a touch of a fermented flavor. Some people call it, which I think is very cruel, they'll call it barnyard tea. Well, if you call my favorite campfire tea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you know, we do have animals, so I can sometimes oh, see. Can... Yes, understand why they do that. It does have a, a, a compost kind of quality to it. It's an earthy quality. It it's, a, it's a pleasant earthiness. Mm -hmm. Kind of like uh, decomposing leaves and breaking yes. down logs and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it has a lingering mouthfeel. It's got a lot of flavor. And if you want, and I don't recommend, but if you want, you can very, very nicely add some cream or milk mm -hmm. and a sweetener. In fact, one of the three sisters, that's her favorite way to drink Pu'er. Yeah. And that's great. This one is the one I think is the best coffee alternative, but it really depends on your tastes and what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Now, another thing in favor of Pu'er, uh, I think, is you were talking about earlier the um, lovely aspect of adding cream and getting the perfect color of your coffee and how wonderful all that is. If you do choose to add cream to Pu'er, it turns the most beautiful rosy pink, and I think that that is just a lovely experience. It really is. It's just the perfect peaches and cream complexion. It, it does turn a lovely color. Yeah. Yes, it really does. So there you have it. If you want to give up coffee, you can go even trade coffee, black tea. No, no problem there. If you want to try something on the other spectrum and very uh, high in antioxidants, Try the Ginmaicha. You'll have the roasted flavor, but no cream, no sweetener. And then you can move down. If you need a lot of flavor in the morning, you try the Lapsang Sushong. It'll give you the flavor. You can add the cream and sweetener if you'd like. And if you still haven't found anything and you want to go what I feel like is closest in flavor, mouthfeel, and ability to have cream and sugar, go with Pu'er. Give it a try. Well, those sound like some really fun things to try, and I'm definitely going to give Pu'er another chance. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm not going to give Lapsang another chance, though. <laughs> You've given it a lot of chances. I have. Well, thanks, Julia. This was a lot of fun. And Thank you, Mom. Yeah, and if you decide you're going to try to give um, coffee up and make a switch to tea, let us know and how you do and what tea you might choose. Yes. We'd love to hear from you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Tea and Toast. I'm Jennifer Stowe of Three Sisters Tea Room. And I'm Julia Stowe of Blossom Arts. Find us online at threesisterstearoom.com or blossomartstn.com and on Facebook. Thank you for joining us.